Hey guys, what's up? Welcome to another episode of the FBU podcast. Um, I'm recording this after a very, very long stretch of mastermind meetings and I'm actually wondering why the hell I'm actually recording a podcast because I'm pretty drained and pretty wiped, but I woke up and for the first time didn't have to have my brain, you know, on fire, uh, ready to help gym owners. But, um, I was just walking around here in uh, La Costa uh, in Encinitas, California, and about to spend a day uh, just hanging out, recharging, and uh, I don't know, got a lot on my mind that I wanted to share with you, um, some nuggets from the last uh, four, four days of Mastermind. It started with, on Sunday, I had this idea, well... Uh, see, the backstory is, uh, before our July mastermind meeting, uh, Joe Hashi, who's uh, one of my best friends and the head head coach at FBU, um, came to my house and stayed in my house and randomly said, hey, you want to run a marathon tomorrow? And it was a, a heat index of a day. Uh, Vanessa, it was like, no one's supposed to be outside. And uh, we decided to run a marathon. Well, we didn't really run a marathon. We kind of walked around a marathon, but I ended up getting overheated at like mile 22 and had to like, not crawl, but basically walk really slow. And I ended up finishing, but I didn't have the, I didn't finish with, no, I, I don't really, most I've ever ran is five miles in my life. So this was a little, uh, much bigger of a, of a challenge than what I'm used to. But I, um, I ended up finishing and, uh, the goal was a 15 minute mile pace and we didn't even come close. And I've been having this idea to do something different and to kind of redeem myself of my 15 minute mile pace. And so on Sunday, I decided to um, take my rucksack. Uh, it's a 40 pound ruck. And I decided to um, ruck to my uncle's house and back, which is around 11 and a half miles each way. So I had my pack. And I went there, and on the way there, I was able to maintain a 15-minute mile pace. And on the way back, I was able to maintain a 15-minute mile pace. And that was like the start of my week. Um, so I was like really happy I did that, but also pretty drained physically. Um, but mentally, I felt really sharp because I was uh, I did something that was challenging. I did something hard. I didn't did, I did something I didn't think I could do. And uh, so it was a good start as much as it was kind of taxing me physically. It was a really good start to my week because it built my confidence. It built my endurance. It built like everything was just felt strong um, going into the first two days of meetings. So we had the first two days of meetings. Uh, they were in New Jersey, which was like five minutes you know, from my house, which is awesome. And uh, I meet with group. There's... Uh, I think this specific group has 12 gym owners in it and we met for two days and we meet in hot set hot seat formats where they get in front of the room and they talk about their challenges, talk about what they want to accomplish and all of that. And we had a really good two days. That was Monday, Tuesday. And then, um, on uh, Tuesday night, right after the meeting, I got in a car and went to the airport and flew to San Diego, California, where, uh, the second group, was meeting. So the second meeting 
was in California. Same same thing about group of 11, 12 gym owners. We just sometimes change up the location. So I got in, I flew, I got in at around one o'clock in the morning on Tuesday night, um, met up with Joe and my best friend, Mike Waldron, and we ran some hills. It was a little, still a little hurting, but we ended up running some hills in uh, San Marcos, California, where my buddy Mike lives. And that was a good workout. It's really awesome. It took about two hours of run, run, hill, walk. Um, so another good one, another good one. And then Thursday, Friday, we had meetings. And so as I record this, it's a Saturday. So it's kind of like the morning after a really, really crazy week. But there were so many nuggets and so many uh, things that you know I took away. And I have these pages and pages of notes. And I have the guys always talk about like their biggest takeaways and all of that. And there's so many. But here's one. I'll probably end up sharing more. But here's one that I want to share with you. And I believe that the your business will be as successful as your personal level of, of productivity, right? And not so much what you actually do, but what you decide not to do. And I think that everybody understands this. Like you're like, all right, yeah, let's get that. And I'm not telling you anything new. But I think people are searching for this productivity hack and secret and how do I better manage my time better and all of that. And I have come to the conclusion that there's one thing and one thing only that will help you be more impactful of your time, right? And, and that is to, to block your time. And it's it's so simple and it's so stupid. You might have even heard me say this before, but I have to repeat it because I mentioned this as one of my opening lessons in both groups. And like I got guys in there that are, you know, opening up five facilities and doing seven figures and revenue. And they're like taking notes like furiously about this one thing. And they've heard me say it before. But the reality is they weren't doing it. And there's so many things that you probably hear that are, you know are good and you shake your hand and say, yeah, I've heard that before, yeah, yeah, but you're not doing it. And this is something that's so simple yet so effective. And here's a, just what it is, right? It, <laughs> you, you grab your phone and you set a timer for a certain amount of time, whether it's 30 minutes, 45 minutes, 60 minutes, whatever. And you put it on your phone, you push start, and you work on one thing at a time. And you don't get distracted. You don't look, check Facebook. You don't check your email. You work on that one thing and that one thing only. And you put your heart, your soul into that one thing. And then when you're done, you're done. You take a break, walk around, and then maybe you do another time block. Maybe you get a uh, another project. Or maybe you need to work on the same project because you didn't finish that one. Right? But... That is it. Now, I know there's so many of you that probably know this, but here's the second piece of it, right? The second piece of it is actually what you're deciding to do. Now, I do, I, I do believe that if you just start doing the time blocking, this should hopefully take care of itself, right? Um, but here are a couple things for you to think about. As a gym owner, what are the most valuable things that 
you should be spending your time on, right? And a lot of this, um, it, it varies based on um, what stage of a business you're in, right? If you're like, you know, just starting your business and the only thing that you, you know, you're the only trainer there and you're training every session, right? A lot of your time is going to be spent, you know, in session actually doing the work. But here's the thing. If that doesn't change, you're going to get burnt out after a while. And I don't, I've never met a gym owner that says, I love doing 50 sessions a week. Now I've met trainers that have said that, but I've never met a gym owner that has the stress of, you know, paying the bills and has the stress of managing people. Like I've never met a gym owner that says, yep, I love working 50 sessions a week. I just, I haven't met that person. And because it doesn't last very long, even if they do do it. So there is a point in time where you have to step into and embrace your real role as a business owner, and that is running the business profitably. And your job to run the business profitably is to find people to help you grow the business, whether that's admin people, whether that's marketing people, whether that's trainers, whatever. Okay. So if you're going to look at blocking time and you're going to look at the things that you should be focusing on that are going to be a good return um, on your on your time, one of them is what I call ringing the register, right? And I kind of have these four components to ringing the register. And ringing the register, you could codename for get money because that is essentially the job of the um the entrepreneur the owner the job of the owner is to make sure that the profit and loss statement is secure is profitable is going in the right direction that's your job and at the end of the day no one else is most likely going to ring the register as good as you now here's what what i consider ringing the register one is any activity that generates leads that generates new leads so this is your marketing activity Okay, this is writing emails. This is posting on social. That's content-based stuff that is going to hopefully drive new clients. It's, this is gathering all of the, um, the things you need to drive a campaign. Whatever you're doing to generate leads, that is the first piece of ringing the register. Piece number two is anything that you're doing to nurture. Anything you're doing to nurture. And that is um, essentially... Anything you're doing to convert leads that have not been converted yet or anything you're doing to potentially reactivate people that used to pay you money, all of that is a really, really great use of your time. Number three is you you being in the sales seat where you're actually sitting down with people at your gym and selling them a membership where you're sitting down. And they've inquired about your gym and you're asking them questions about themselves and you're presenting the price of what it's going to cost. You're telling them how you can help them. That's number three. And number four is more of um, a upsell, like in terms of you have members that are currently paying you. Um, what can you do to sell them more things? Can you take them from two times a week? to three times a week? Is there any efforts in selling them other things, the supplements and other things like that? So all of this time in these four categories is spent in what I call ringing the register. And 
what you want to do is going back to my time block example, you want to spend time on these things in blocks of time, undistracted. And so it doesn't matter, you know, which one you pick. Um, it really just matters that you pick things that are going to have a financial return to drive the business and that you are spending uh, focused time doing that in an undistracted environment. And if you all of a sudden, and let's just say you're, you're still doing a lot of work, you know, in terms of your training sessions, right? And you don't have a ton of time. And maybe you have between, you know, 11 a.m. and 3 p.m. to do this stuff. Well, maybe in that time, instead of like trying to do a bunch of random stuff, you predetermine what you're going to do. And between the hours of 11 and 3, you decided to do three solid focused hours, right? Which is really, you know, it's four hours, but you only did three hours of work. And maybe that one hour you can work out or eat lunch or whatever, right? But out of those four hours, you're going to do three hours of focused work, undistracted, project-based, working on things that are going to ring the register. And if you just commit to this, and this is what I told the guys, if you just commit to this and you just do this and you stack up, stack up week after week after week, these blocks of highly focused, um, high value, high return work, your business is going to be so, so much more successful so much more successful and you're probably going to have the best year that you've ever had in your entire life if you decide to do this now at the end of the day this is a decision right this is a decision that you'll have to make and you'll have to be somewhat internally motivated to make this decision and here's kind of what i mean so when i was on that ruck that i was telling you about i I was very, very committed. There was no one else with me. I was by myself, right? And, hey, 23 miles, even Joe Hashi, who's very hard to impress, even he was like, he was like, wow, I didn't think you could do that, right? So going 23 miles with a 40-pound pack is not, a, it's not an easy thing to do, right? Just in general, right? But when you keep a pace, right, and you have a 15-minute mile pace in your mind, it makes it a lot harder because you've got to go faster. And you can't really slow down. And all of a sudden you hit a hill and you go at an 18 minute mile pace and you got to jog down the hill to go at a 12 minute mile pace to even it out, right? You have to kind of be on top of it and you have to commit to it. And I had this made up in my mind that I was internally motivated with no one else watching um, that I was going to hit this pace. And what I did was I set a standard for myself. And I set a standard that I was going to commit to this. I was going to commit to doing this, even though I knew it was going to be hard, even though I knew it was going to be challenging, even though I was probably going to be really sore the next day, then more sore if I didn't keep a 15-minute mile pace than I would if I just kind of walked down and back, right? But it, it was about a standard. And what were the things influencing the standard? One, it was my own personal drive to win, right? I wanted to win the battle with my mind, the battle with myself, but also I had the, the ear of Joe Hashi of saying, uh -huh, 
you know, 1501, not going to cut it, right? I had the people that I wanted to make proud, right? Like my kids and my wife that I could tell them I did something like this. But it was all about a standard. It was all about setting a standard for myself. And I think one of the things that we need to do as gym owners, we need to raise our standards for our productivity. We need to raise our standards for the work that we do. And we need to stop wasting so much freaking time. And now here's the thing. You're, you're talking to a colossal time waster for, for many years, right? Where I would just fart around the gym, let me do a little bit of this and do a little bit of that. And it's like, if you want to really be successful, you're going to have to make every minute count. And part of that is going to be, one, understanding what is going to make you win. And that is for work, working on the right things, right? Working on the high value activities. Two, taking those activities and time blocking them. And three, setting a standard for yourself that you're going to commit, that you're going to commit to doing this kind of work for the full calendar year. And if you make that commitment, you set that standard for yourself, um, you're probably going to do pretty well. Probably going to have a better year than you had last year. Um, because of that commitment to yourself and the commitment to your business. So hopefully this was helpful. That is all I got left uh, in me. Uh, I'm going to continue this walk here, but I appreciate you guys. Uh, keep working hard, get after it, and I will see you on the next episode. Peace.